Welcome to the Muso Church Podcast. Here, we share the powerful and practical gospel of Jesus Christ until everyone is free and flourishing. We're so excited that you're here. Wherever you're listening from, we are trusting and believing that God is going to touch your life through this podcast. Say to someone, the virgin birth matters. I want to demonstrate to you why the miracle of the virgin birth is at the very center of the gospel. In fact, you will learn that without the virgin birth, no man or no woman can be saved. There is no salvation one see without the virgin birth. And honestly, if I ask you how many of us understand that? It's okay. You will learn today then. You're going to learn. That without the virgin birth, the miracle of Jesus is pointless. The cross would not matter. The resurrection would be impossible. In the book, in the Bible, only two, in the Gospels rather, only two, uh, uh, two of the Gospels speak about the birth of Jesus. It's the book of? Is the book of? It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Next year you'll be changed. You will know. It's the book of Luke and the book of Matthew. The book of Luke gives us in detail because Luke was, his audience was Gentiles. He had to really explain these things in detail. Luke is the one who wrote both the book of Luke and Acts. So his audience was not the Jewish community. His audience was us Gentiles. And because you must understand the Jewish community, they grew up knowing the Torah and the Bible. So they don't need that much detail to kind of like follow the story. But we Gentiles, we needed like, yeah, man, you need to explain in detail. So that's why Luke, and Luke writes the book for historic and theological purposes. He's trying to make sure that we understand the history and the theology of the gospel. So the book of Luke, if you want more detail, you will then find uh, 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 in the book of Luke. That's why he portrays Christ as a compassionate Christ because he's speaking to Gentiles as opposed to John who portrays Christ as a strong savior. So all of the, the, the apostles who wrote the gospel, they portray a different type of Christ because of the kind of audience they are talking to. So because this one was written for us Gentiles, it had to be detailed and we had to see Jesus as a compassionate savior. Does that make sense? Good. So now in, 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 in Luke 1 verses 26 to 28, I'm going to browse through it quite quickly. Um, I have 27 minutes. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel, uh, the angel Gabriel, to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are 
highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. Can I pause here? The favor of God has a tendency to interrupt your plans. There are a lot of people who are not willing to be interrupted are excused from favor. Because favor comes and introduces your plans because your plans are made on your limited understanding of what God is doing. So he comes and interrupts your plans so that he can move you with his favor. Because if he does not interrupt your plan, you will not be able to be moved by his favor. Mary was scheduled to be married and he comes and interrupts the wedding plans. So if you are trusting God for favor next year, you need to be open to be interrupted. Will you be okay if he says to you, don't go left, go right? Some of us, we want the favor and we still want to dictate the terms. It doesn't work like that. His favor, his terms. And I'm saying, God, let me be the kind of person who is malleable enough to be interrupted by you in the coming year. For as long as your schedule is still more important than his uh, direction, you are going to struggle to locate the favor of God. Because the favor of God does not follow our plans. The favor of God follows his plans. He does not endorse our plans. We follow his plans. And where his, play, where his will goes, his favor goes. And he interrupted Mary's plans. You will conceive and give birth to a son. And you will call him Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high God. Uh, the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign uh, over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Barcelona, the kingdom of Jesus will never end. Don't be intimidated by people saying, hey, the end of the world, this and that. Hey, hey, the church is dying. Hey, hey, the gospel is dying. Hey, 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 no. There is no end to the kingdom of Jesus. They say, no, no, hey, people are now are choosing this, are choosing that. This is what is happening. They don't run to alternative religions, Barcelona. This kingdom is not dying. There is no end to this kingdom. There is no end to this kingdom. I'm seeing people trying other things and trying to figure out these things. Can I tell you this? There is no end to this kingdom. All the king, what is simply happening is that the kingdom of this world are crumbling. Don't take the kingdoms of this world crumbling to indicate that the kingdom of the heavens is crumbling. Just because now your kingdom here in South Africa is crumbling and then you say the kingdom of heaven is crumbling, no ways. No, it is a more powerful kingdom than that. He will be. Mary then says, how will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come. I love this part. The Holy Spirit will come and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the one, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. What are we seeing here? The angel said, says, how am I going to do this? And the angel said to, to her, the Holy Spirit will come. Because the son you are going to give birth to is a holy son. Basalwan, what is holy gives birth to what is holy? 
The Holy Spirit is not going to give birth in your life something that is not holy. There's people who take good things that are not holy because something can be good but not holy. In the next year, I'm not pursuing good things. I'm pursuing holy things. And now we want the Holy Spirit to give birth to things that he never commissioned. If, if it is the Holy Spirit who gives birth to it, Mr. Zbu, it will be holy. Now you are bringing your marriage that had no holiness and you want God to endorse it. That was fashioned by your own hands. Hey, can I come into your kitchen a bit? Now you and your boyfriend are staying together and you come to church holding hands. And you think by praying together here while you are shaking at the house, the Holy Spirit will somehow conceal that. No, 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 no. He only blesses that which is holy. You, you take bribes in your business and then you come here and you say, huh? and then you come with your tithe and you think you can tithe so that we can sanctify your bribery. What is started by the Holy Spirit? He blesses it as it remains holy. He does not take what is corrupted and then conceal it with his holiness. He does not cover, the Holy Spirit does not do cover-ups. He exposes sin and he restores the person. He doesn't cover up. Hey, the Bible says, for perfect love covers a multitude of sin. When it says it covers, it doesn't mean it hides it. It means it pays for it. When someone, when you're eating with someone at the, hotel, at the restaurant and they say, I've got this covered. They are not meaning they hide the bill. They mean they pay for the bill. So when they say the love of God covers our sin, it doesn't mean he hides your sin. He exposes your sin, but he pays for it. But it will be exposed. That's why he's saying to Mary, Mary, so how, how, how can I do this as Mary? Don't worry. It is a holy son, therefore it will be birthed by the Holy Spirit. May you give birth to things that are birthed by the Holy Spirit. Why the virgin birth matters. My time, guys, I need my time here. I cannot see it. Sorry. Please. He will be called the son of God. Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age and she will be said uh, uh, and she who's who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month for no word from god will ever fail for no word that comes from god will ever fail Zalonwaka, where are you standing are you still standing on the word of God? Or are you standing now on your ability to do things? I was speaking to our pastor recently, said to me, Koketo, let me warn you. As this church grows, where you don't even worry about who's giving, and it says now you are praying about giving because the people are not giving. So if you don't pray, you feel like hey, nothing's going to happen. It says there's going to be a come a time in the church where you, there will be so much money that whether people give, they don't give, whether they come to church, they don't come to church, it will not matter. The problem is at the
that time will you still be standing on the word of God? When you do not need him, like in inverted commas, when you do not need him anymore, will you still be standing on the word of God, which remains because the source of that thing will run out, but the word of God, but the word says, and his word will, will stand forever. Eh? Prayer was what was sustaining you. But because you know that now, every single month is coming. When we call prayer meetings, you are not here. Obizi. Can I tell you, Mzalanwak? The Bible says all things will pass away. But his word will remain. His word will remain. So whatever promise he has made to you, can I tell you this? It will remain. Whatever promise he has made, it will remain. And then, Mary says, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. May your word to me be fulfilled. May your word to me be fulfilled. Someone's like, we hear you, Murut. You are still not explaining to us how the virgin birth met us. Why encourage? Basal, you see, you're not fair. I just encourage you for the past 15 minutes. You're not saying anything. But when I was talking there, you, I see you. This news of the virgin birth was a fulfillment of, so this thing happens in, in Luke 1. It was fulfillment of the prophecy in Isaiah 7. Isaiah 7 verses 14, the Bible says, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Emmanuel. The virgin birth once more is our sign. That is the first thing. The virgin birth is our sign that through, through the virgin birth, a son will come. But it will not just be a son. This son will be a savior. You must understand one thing, that in the garden, after Adam and Eve had sinned, God was separated from men. So there was a separation between God and men. We follow so far, ne? that much we understand, right? So there was a separation because God is holy and in him there is no sin. So he could not coexist with sinful men. That is why in the Old Testament he will timelessly or every now and then visit people, but he would not stay with them. He would not stay with them because man in his nature was sinful. But now here it's saying to us, a, a, a virgin birth will be a sign. And then when that son comes, you will call him what? What does Emmanuel mean? God with us. God says when you see a virgin birth, you must know that now I have canceled the distance. The virgin birth will be an indication that the distance between me and you is getting canceled. Now I have come to be with you. Emmanuel, God with us. So when we see the virgin birth, we know that the separation that was caused by sin in the garden is now being closed. Now something is happening. We are being united with our God. He says a virgin birth will be a sign that I am now not a visitor in your life, but I am a president and a resident in your life. 
the virgin birth will be a son. And now you must understand, this prophecy was made 700 years before the birth of Jesus Christ. When prophet Isaiah if, uh, 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 prophesies here, it is 700 years. In 700 years, can you imagine? The Jewish people, they are waiting for a sign. They are waiting for a sign for 700 years. And then it happens. But you know what's the sad thing? Even today, most of the Jewish community, they are still waiting for the Messiah. They are still waiting. It's like the virgin birth happened, bro. That was the sign. You missed the sign. But I can I pray that you never miss the sign of God. Amen. That you never miss the sign of God. Some signs come to indicate to you that he's elevating you to the next level. Some signs come to warn you that you are not in the right way. May you never miss the signs of God like a whole nation have missed the sign. They are still waiting for the Messiah who has already come. May you not miss your sign. Why does it matter, number one? Because it is, a, it is a sign that God is with us. That God is with us. Now, here's something that is quite interesting that I want to show you. In, this was prophesied once more 700 years in Isaiah. But already we see a hint of this in Genesis 3.15. Already in Genesis 3.15, we see a sign. How do we see a sign? The Bible says, Genesis 3.15, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed, and he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his head. Now, do we have doctors here, or nurses, or people like that? Uh, Dr. Dr. Mtau is here. Uh, biologically speaking, a woman does not have a seed. It makes sense. You don't even need a doctor. That one is clear. But the Bible says, and the woman's seed. What, what do you mean the woman's seed? How is a woman now giving a seed? Because we know that the design of God is that only a man has a seed. It's because why is Mary now having a seed? It's because the baby will not be born out of a natural man. So she will be the only biological person involved in the equation. So there's no other, other seed but then to be that of a woman. So already in Genesis 3, we are getting a hint of the virgin birth. Guys, and you think you, you don't believe in the Bible? I'm like, when I saw this, I was like, no ways. How did I miss this thing? That the virgin birth was already predicted in Genesis 3. Then, then there must be a big deal. Why then did God have to put the virgin birth in Genesis 3? Because the virgin, at the heart of this, this virgin birth miracle is the doctrine of original sin. That is what makes this thing important. The doctrine of original, original sin. What is the doctrine of original sin? The doctrine of original sin is a biblical teaching 
that sin is not an act but a condition that has been handed down from Adam to all mankind. So, once see, sin is not what we do. The wrong things we do. That is the result of sin. Sin is the condition we are born into as a result of what Adam has done. Does it make sense? Yes, so that's why everyone is born a sinner. Not because, I mean, you, you can sit here and say, oh, but I've done nothing. It's not what you have done. It's what you are born into. You are born into sin as a result of what Adam has, Adam has done. That is, what, that is why Romans 5 verses 12 says, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, Adam, death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. So, everyone is born a sinner because of what Adam has done. We learn in the doctrine of original sin the concept of federal leadership or covenant representation. When Paul says, so death spread to all men because all sin, he's teaching us that when Adam sinned, all sinned in and with him. Even when you did nothing, you sinned with him. Adam was at the human race's covenant representation before God. In the covenant of works that, established, that was established in the garden. This is, God established the law between him and man. And Adam violated that law by eating the fruit. And by violating that, all of us were affected. Are you still with me? Are you still following? Still makes sense? So this is what makes the virgin birth important. The, 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 the doctrine of original sin. So original sin is not about a moral perfection. Even if you are morally perfect, that's why the, I, I was talking to a lady who is a virgin and then she says to me, you know me, I didn't think I need to be saved because, no, 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 she said, I didn't need saving that much. Because to her, because she has remained pure all her life, she's not a sinner. And I'm like, then you don't understand the doctrine of original sin. You are just as much a sinner as that yellow bone who is... You and her, same thing. Same vibes. You are all sinners. You are born into it. Alright? I'm, I'm finishing. I'm finished. I'm coming. Now, because all human was, in the real sense, genetically in Adam, when Adam sinned and broke the covenant, we all sinned in him and through him. That's why Romans 3 says what? All have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. So all have sinned. Everyone who was born after Adam was born into sin. Make sense? I'm sure now you are getting where I'm going. It's, it's, it's making sense, right? If, if it's not, yeah. 
the slow learners everywhere. <laughs> Therefore, when Adam was genetically corrupt, we were genetically corrupt. When Adam died spiritually, we died spiritually. When Adam was cursed, we were cursed. Ultimately, when Adam fell, we fell. 1 Corinthians 15 verses 22 says, For as in Adam all died, this is where the story changes, so, even so, in Christ, all shall have life. Can I have ten guys? Ten men. Yeah, yeah from, from. So from a queue facing Tosh. From a queue facing Tosh. So. This is what happens. Adam gets born. Right? And then, and it's like this even in our families. DNA. That's how it goes. Right? In, that, in fact, that is why a lot of men would want to have a son. Because they understand that having a son continues what? The legacy. So then, Adam gets born. And then he falls. And because he has fallen, Seth is sinful. If before he was born, he already has sin. If Seth goes to the cross and dies, it's a sinful man dying for his sins. It has no implication on everyone else. Because he is a sinful person. He does not have the power, the authority, nor the purity required to change the situation. So if he dies, oh, sorry, you died. Then Seth has Enoch, Abraham, Joseph, David. They are coming. Abraham has faith. He's a father of faith, but he was born out of this, that was out of this, that was out of this. Even his faith does not change the story. It brings, it brings faith into the family but does not bring salvation because he was born out of sin and he's a sinful man himself. And then there's, there's David who the Bible says is a man after his own heart. If he dies, it does not change the story of everyone because he's still born out of sin. The sin is still in him. He's a good man. He loves God. I mean, we have Joseph in the mix. He flee away from sin. He was, a, he was upright. He was, we don't hear Joseph doing everything bad. But the Bible says, and Joseph died and a generation after him was born that did not know God. His moral uprightness could not change the history of the story. His moral uprightness could not change the trajectory of the story. Yes, he was a good man. He was a great man. He changed the nation of Egypt. He was a moral man. He ran away from sin. But the Bible says, and a generation after him came that did not know God. So, Joseph's uprightness 
Abraham's faith, uh, uh, David's warriorship, and all those things, none of them could stop a generation not knowing God. Why? They were born in sin, born in sin, born in sin, born in sin, born in sin. They all did great things, but those great things did not change the story. Did not change the story. And then Mary comes into the picture and God says, Let me break this link. Let me break this link. Because everyone born of men, that's why in the Old Testament, when men were making a covenant with God, they would cut their foreskin because they understood that the seed of men is inherently sinful. And then God says, now I do not want this one to be born of the seed that is corrupted. This one must be born of God and God is holy. Because then anything that is born out of this one becomes pure. He says, because if this one has sinned, even if he goes to the cross, he's just dying. He's another sinful man just dying. But because he's not born of a sinful man, because he did not come through the flesh, it was not the effort of man, but it was the doing of God. Anything that is born of God. That's why the Bible says, when we are in Christ, we do not sin. What does that mean? It means the sin nature is not in us anymore. The lineage that comes out of here is new. Without the virgin birth, there is no salvation. It means Jesus is born with sin. And if he's born with sin, he can die and resurrect all he wants. He's, that's why the Bible says, the thief on the cross says to him, if you are so powerful, why don't you save yourself? But he says, I understand the assignment. I don't need to save myself. I don't have sin. That's why the Bible in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians says, In him there is no sin, and anyone who is in him does not sin. And someone says, but I am in Christ and I am still sinning. Because you think sin is an act. Sin is a condition. What do I mean by that? I mean the sin nature. That's why the Bible says, uh, he who knew no sin became sin so that we may become the righteousness of God. Now, here's what happens. The ones who were in this lineage, because this thing is cut, now righteous. 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 They have now become the righteousness of God because they are a part of an incorruptible seed. They are a part of an incorruptible seed. Going forward is righteousness. 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 It had to be a virgin birth. If we do not observe the virgin birth, we might as well not observe the cross. 
because if the virgin if the virgin was if the birth was not a virgin birth the cross is the death of just another sinner whose death has no implication on us whose death has no implication on us now here's the truth if he was cursed they are all cursed if he's broken they are all broken if he's messed up they're all messed up the principle does not change if he's holy they are all holy if there's no curse in him if there's no generational curse in him there's no generational curse in them if there's wholeness in him there's wholeness in them if there's life in him there's life in them if there is healing in him there's healing in them if there's power in him there's power in them if there's authority in him there's authority in them if there's life in him there's life in abundance in him in them because of what he has done because of christ now we are the righteousness of god that is who we are that is who we have become that is where we are that is why the virgin birth matters that's why it matters it broke the chain it broke the chain that the faith of Abraham could not break the discipline of Abraham of, of Joseph could not break the fortitude of David could not break the innocence of Enoch could not break All these great men and women of faith, none of them could break that sense of sin. But the virgin birth. And I want to pray with someone this morning who says, I've been here. I've been, I'm still in sin. And the Bible says the only way we, get, we go from being in sin because we are in Adam is by being in Christ and someone here who says I want to move from from being in Adam to being in Christ with all our eyes closed if that is you says I've not gotten on this train I've not given Jesus my life as my Lord and my Savior I've not exalted him as my Lord and my Savior I have not accepted him into my life I am not in Christ and I want to be in Christ if that is you don't you just want to raise your hand right now and I want to pray with you so I want to give him my life to be my Lord and my Savior just raise it up and I want to I want to live with you I want to I want to pray for you thank you mighty God thank you that you touch our hearts thank you for touching that person's heart right now in the mighty name of Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus I see your hand brother I see your hand thank you Jesus 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 
And you see, guys, when you get saved, it changes the trajectory of your own material family. And if you're still here, you still have an opportunity. Please raise your hand. I want to pray with you. Don't live here still on a train that leads to death. Life is available for you. Life and life in abundance is available for you. Thank you, Jesus. If you can all just stand on our feet. And then my brother, if you can just come through. I just want to pray with you. Uh, and, and as he comes, I have 10 men here who want to support you. I have 10 men here who want to support you, who are standing with you. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Yeah. Man, you have a new family now. You have a new family now. This is what's happening. So, in Adam, we were separated from God. And we became sinful. And we were destined for the wrath of God. There was guilt on our lives. And we were destined for the wrath of, love, of God. And Jesus died for us. And he took away the sin. He took away the guilt. And he took away the punishment of sin. So as you're standing here, your sins, the guilt of them, and the punishment, it has all been paid for in Jesus Christ. But not only that, not, that's not all. There is more. He says, I don't only pay for your sins. I am going to credit your life with two things. Number one, he's giving you the Holy Spirit. And then he's giving you his righteousness. As you are standing here, you are not a sinner. You are the righteousness of God. You are the righteousness of God. He has bestowed on you his righteousness. The sin nature does not live in you. There's a new man in you. Now the Holy Spirit is going to walk a journey with you in growing in that new man. Because today you are only an infant. You still need to learn how to grow crawl, how to roll, how to walk, how to run and eventually how to fly. And the Holy Spirit will be there on this journey all step of the way helping you. And we as a community, we will be there helping you to walk in the journey. That is what is happening in your life right now. And I just want you to say this small prayer with me. If you can just lift up your hands and everyone if you can just stretch our hands towards him. Say Jesus I'm a sinner thank you for paying for my sins for covering my sins I receive this free gift of forgiveness of grace and mercy I believe that I am saved by putting my faith in Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior no longer I who lives but it is Christ in me I declare that I am saved by putting my faith in Jesus Christ. I declare that I am the righteousness of God by putting my faith in Jesus Christ. I declare that I am a child of God by putting my faith in Jesus Christ. I am saved by faith 
in Jesus Christ. I am saved by faith in Jesus Christ. I am saved by faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Let's give God a hand of praise. Let's give God a hand of praise. Amen. Amen. Now, this whole miracle, this whole story, this powerful, powerful, life-changing event happened because one young Jewish girl said yes. She gave Jesus a yes. She said to God, God, I'm a virgin and I, I'm, I'm, I'm down the road in my plans to get married. Things are in place. But I'm saying yes to you. You can interrupt my plans for your plans. And I want to challenge you. In 2024, may you say yes to God. May you say yes to God. Do not place your comfort above the mission of God upon your life. Don't place your preferences above your mission, the mission of God upon your life. Don't place yourself above the mission of God upon your life. In twin, God wants to do something in and through your life that will change the lives of other people. He wants to do in your life and through your life something that will change the trajectory of cities, of families, of communities, of nations. He wants to do something in your life that will change the trajectory of people's lives and all he needs from you is a yes. Mary was a virgin, she was inexperienced, she knew nothing. The only thing she had to do was to say yes. I pray that in 2024 it will be a year where you say yes to Jesus. Where you say yes to the mission of God. Where you say yes to the call of God. Where you say yes to the calling of God upon your life. That you say yes to whatever it is that God wants to do through you. And I tell you, when you say yes, your life will change. People's lives will change. He will give you favor. He will give you anointing. He will give you resources. He will empower you. He gives. He has given you his spirit. He has given you his grace. He has given you everything you need to live a godly life. All he needs from you is for you to say yes. May 2024 be a year where you say yes to the mission of God. You are no longer going to be a consuming Christian. You are going to be a hard-working, contributing Christian because you are saying yes. You are going to be a person who prioritizes the things of God. Prayer is going to be your priority. Reading the word is going to be your priority. Serving others is going to be your priority. Say yes to the call of God upon your life. Don't worry, he will give you the time. He will give you the resources. He will give you the ideas. He will give you whatever it is. Mary was a virgin, which means she was inexperienced. But the Holy Spirit says, don't worry, I will come. The Holy Spirit says, how will I do it? Because I'm just a virgin. The Holy Spirit says, I will come. 
just say yes the Holy Spirit will come the Holy Spirit will come and he will empower you to do that which God has called you to do we thank you God we honor you thank you for loving us thank you for calling us thank you for releasing us thank you Father God for using us we are saying we are giving you our yes we are giving you our yes we are giving you our yes this morning may this day be blessed in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ thank you for joining us today we believe that this message has been a blessing to you why not be a blessing to someone else by sharing this message with them also don't forget to subscribe to our podcast goodbye and God bless